Welcome to Cybercast. I'm your host, Nikki Henderson. There's no doubt that cybercrimes are becoming more frequent and sophisticated. Due to the recent uptick, the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement is working harder than ever to intercept threats before they cause catastrophic damage to an organization's critical infrastructure. The Homeland Security Investigations Cybercrime Center is helping ICE combat ransomware, cyber fraud, and other threats by providing a central location for field offices to better detect tactics hackers are using to breach agency networks. The Cybercrime Center has also created a cyber threat intelligence program to help agents determine the most practical data to utilize in order to accelerate their investigations and make them more efficient. I recently had a conversation with Matt Swenson, Division Chief of the HSI Cybercrime Center, about the initiatives that ICE is launching to fight internet crimes and the tools they're using to enhance their overall operations and cyber mission. My name is Matt Swenson, and I'm the Division Chief for uh, the HSI Homeland Security Investigation Cybercrime Center. Um, we're located in the Washington, D.C. area, so in Fairfax, Virginia, just outside of the uh, Washington Beltway. And really, we're the, um, the center serves as the main focal point for all cyber investigations for Homeland Security investigations. So Homeland Security investigations is the second largest federal investigative agency in the United States. We're second in size only to the FBI. And we work a variety of cybercrime cases. So, you know, cases involving, um, you know, child exploitation investigations, dark web investigations, network intrusion, you know, traditional cybersecurity or hacking cases, um, all kind of fall within our purview. And what we do is serve as kind of the main coordination point for all the various HSI field offices. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that. I want to ask you, can you please explain in depth the purpose of the Cyber Crime Center and how is it enhancing operational capabilities and improving ICE's overall cyber mission? Sure. So just to give you a little bit of kind of historical context around the center, um, the center was founded in 1997. And initially, it was founded around trying to prevent the spread of child sexual abuse material. So we noticed that um, you know, throughout our child exploitation investigations um, as an as an agency, this was actually before the creation of, of the Department of Homeland Security. So this stems from the legacy customs days. The vast majority of that type of material would come in in physical printed form into, you know, through U.S. borders. It was subject to inspection. And that type of material is considered contraband. So it's illegal to possess and under any circumstances. Um, and so it would be seized, we would work an investigation and prosecute um, the offenders. Uh, but what we noticed was as things transitioned into the late 90s, more of that material actually went from being in printed form to then being produced in digital format. So they would take magazines and those ty that type of, of kind of um, traditional format, scan it in, create a digital representation of it, and then trade it onto the internet. So, you know, at the time, the U.S. Customs Service, later which became ICE and then Homeland Security Investigations, we realized that 
hey, we need to figure out a strategy to combat this new digital frontier, essentially. Um, and that really led to the, the creation of the center was um, to have a central coordinating body to help assist all of the various field offices to fight those types of investigations. Um, what we realized shortly thereafter, maybe a year or so after, was that, hey, there's a whole bunch of other types of investigations that we work, human trafficking, narcotics, money laundering, um, national security, um, counterproliferation, really, you name it, all of the things that, that we investigate they all have some sort of cyber component. And that's definitely true today. Um, and so it went beyond kind of child exploitation investigations into all of our types of investigations had some sort of a cyber component. And that led to the creation of our cyber crime unit, which handles everything that fall outside of the realm of internet crimes against children. Okay, great. Wow, that's very interesting. Um, thank you so much for giving that background on the Cyber Crime Center. I want to ask you, what steps is ICE taking to address the recent uptick in cyber crimes? So, you know, we've noticed a, like you said, Nikki, there's a huge um, growth in um, in cyber crime and traditional network intrusion, ransomware, hacking, um, cyber fraud, those those areas. And what we've done is one, we've created an entirely new section, our network intrusion section, which focuses solely on those um, cyber security specific types of what we call cyber dependent um, types of investigations. Um, we've created a cyber threat intelligence program to help um, augment our field when they go out and they work a big data breach case and they seize a lot a lot of information or they gather a lot of information through the course of their investigation they can send it back to the cyber crime center and we have um, analysts both government analysts and contractors who can then dive into that data enrich it and kind of help them make heads or tails of what's useful and what's not so that you know they can help speed and 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 just efficiently work those types of those types of investigations um so that's kind of what we're what we're trying to do at the cyber crime center is really stay at the forefront um of you know technologically driven investigations it's very difficult because technology is changing i feel like if you're out of the game for like a couple years it's almost like you forgot how to speak the language and 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 um, it's just so dynamic and the change is so rapid um, that that's kind of what we're trying to do is stay at the forefront, see the, the tactics, techniques and procedures that cyber criminals are um, utilizing in order to breach U.S. networks and steal information and then spread that information to our field offices so that, you know, they're really equipped to be able to combat this rapid increase in cybercrime. Okay, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. And when you mentioned network intrusion, that leads me, I guess, to this next question I'm going to ask you. Um, what role does ICE's cybercrime strategy play in preventing network intrusion and data theft? 
Sure. So we, we kind of take a couple different approaches um, at that. One, obviously, is reactive. So, you know, we get a lot of calls from um, our partners across the U.S. and internationally saying, hey, you know, we think we've fallen victim to a cyber attack. How can you help? Um, and then we have agents and analysts that are able to respond and um, and help them with the process and kind of, um, you know, gathering information and getting their networks back up to speed and in order to mitigate and remediate um, their networks. Um, but I think more importantly, what we've what we've been trying to do recently is be more proactive. Um, you know, law enforcement doesn't often have the luxury of being um, proactive. We tend to be very reactive in nature in that, you know, if somebody picks up the phone and calls 911 and says, help, um, that's a lot of times what kind of initiates a response from us. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about community-oriented policing and kind of going out and, you know, looking for crime and as a preventative um, measure. And so that's what one thing that we've been doing is we've actually been proactively looking across U.S. critical infrastructure and trying to uh, um, identify uh, vulnerabilities in network infrastructure that may make those networks prone to cyber attack. And then notifying the um, organizations and say, hey, you may want to take a look um, you know, we think you may have a vulnerability that we know hackers are known to exploit and then working kind of hand in hand with them to exactly pinpoint what's going on and fix it before, you know, they're breached. Because unfortunately, it's kind of, um, it's, it's kind of a game of who can get there first between us and the hackers. Um, and really in this field, uh, the matter of a, of a couple hours can make all the difference between, hey, if we think somebody's in your network, we need to get to it right away because five or six hours can make the difference between, hey, we fixed everything and, and you're back up to speed and there's no impact on your business to your entire network infrastructure is locked down by ransomware. Now you're at the mercy of a ransomware gang and you're forced to pay 100, 200,000 million couple million dollars um, in order to get your business and your livelihood back up to speed. Wow, that's major. Just that small amount of time makes that big of a difference. That's amazing. Well, good. That sounds like you guys are doing some great things, uh, especially when it comes to all this sophisticated, like it seems like the attacks are getting more sophisticated as time goes on. So that's wonderful. Um, before we conclude, Matt, I did want to ask you, do you have any final thoughts or comments about what we discussed today? Um, yeah, I, I would really like to encourage if, if anybody's watching this or listening to this, um, that, you know, law enforcement is, is in this arena, particularly federal law enforcement, we really are here to help. Um, you know, if you think you've been the victim of a cyber attack, we really do treat you like a victim. Okay. It's not your fault. Everybody gets, um, you know, breached. Everybody gets attacked. And if the hackers don't get arrested, they're just going to keep doing this over and over and over. Um, in fact, they may attack you again. So, um, that's kind of what our goal is, and we can't do it by ourselves. We really heavily rely 
on the consent and the cooperation of victims to one report when they've been a victim. Um, and honestly, I I don't really care who they report it to. Just report it to somebody. You know, whether it's us or Secret Service or FBI, we all work together eventually um, and deconflict with one another. But just please report it to law enforcement and know that we're here to help. And a lot of times we have a very full picture of what's going on against uh, against the entire cyber landscape. So a lot of times we can help you get back to normal very quickly because we've seen it before and we know what's going on and we can pinpoint it and we can work with your IT security teams. Um, but if we don't and we don't arrest the people who are doing it, they're just gonna keep doing it over and over again. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, that was perfect. Um, a good informative uh, discussion we just had about cyber crimes and what you guys are doing to prevent them. So I really appreciate your time, Matt. Thank you for speaking with me today. No, thanks, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Cybercast, along with GovCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com. 